Good morning, guys. Episode five. Fred and I are here. It's real early on Sunday morning, guys. You guys better be appreciative of what we're doing to bring you the fine, fine content and dulcet tones <laughs> that we provide. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these guys use uh, use the podcast to fall asleep, but I'm not sure it's because of our voices. <laughs> um, yeah, Sunday morning, June 6th. We are just about a week out from the finish of the draft of our draft. Nice job, guys, getting it done uh, over the long weekend. I think we did that last year. Let's uh, let's hope next year we keep with that trend. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Get in, get out, one weekend, be done with it. No reason to drag it on longer than that. Well, now we get to battle the rest of the offseason. So it's good to see the other thing I like is it's good to see the waiver wire as active as it was, even if I don't agree with some of the choices. Uh, it's just yep. the guys were filling out their roster, dropping Deadwood, finally dropping the retired players. There are no <laughs> retired players on rosters anymore, and that's always good news. At least they got it done before the next season. That's all that matters. Man, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So it seems like the NFL draft woke up a few guys and our draft obviously woke up everybody else. So now we have a barometer to uh, to go by for next year. Business. I'm going to harp on it again, guys. Co-owners, anybody, any friends, any relatives, hell, any enemies, I don't care. If you want somebody to possibly be in the league to take over a team, if we do lose an owner, let me know. Let Fred you guys know. better. You guys better just start adding the co-owners because Norm's not going to let this one die down. He's going to keep harping on it. So just let's let's do it just to appease him, and then we can move on with our just dull, one. ordinary lives. Even just one, just in case. We lost uh, a, a guy mid-season last year, and fortunately we had Corey to pick up that baton. So let's uh, let's not run into that again. Anyway. Yeah, just put Just put your dog on there. As a co-owner, that that'll be enough. Just give it a regular person name, and we'll be good. True story. I won't. What Norm, the difference unless what Norm doesn't know won't them. hurt him. Uh, second, the schedule. I am working on it. Sleeper does not have a very good algorithm, I guess, at this point to set up the schedule. I would rather have us a little heavier on division games at the very beginning of the season, at the very end of the season, uh, and the way they had it was just very blocky. That should be out soon, I hope, or I'm going to go insane just because it's uh, it's just so tough to figure out who can play where. There's just a couple weeks that have me stumped, but hopefully uh, hopefully by the end of the week, that'll be out. Nice. All right. What's our topic today, sir? I think we're going to talk about the draft. Who bombed it? Who bombed in it? Who didn't do anything one way or the other? It's a little bit of everything that we got. All right. All right, I like that. So, 2021 draft, what do you want to call this, a review? Sure, recap. Recap, I like recap. Recap Recap's a good word. You know, the first thing that I I wanted to to mention, because I just noticed this as I was glancing through, one, I think one of the cool things is that only three teams in the league had all their own picks, and every other team had at least one traded pick uh one way or the other which i think is pretty cool right like three out of you know, I like 75, that. It, means, it means that 75 percent uh, yeah it means they were active yeah yeah there were, there were trades going on we even had a trade in the draft that's the second in year the draft. In a row that that's happened yep did that happen last year too yeah i uh i did it for a tour oh right 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 nice that was, that was in draft so yeah i forgot about that yeah cool 
Yeah, right. we got to have at least one every year, right? It's it's it only makes sense. It's now a tradition. It's now a custom. Yep. So make sure uh, <laughs> next year, guys, we're going to bring this up on the podcast. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna run with this next year, if not. Nice. Fred and I. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the beginning of the draft? Or do you want to start at the end of the draft order? Yeah, let's start at the beginning, right? Seems like the logical place to start. The beginning. So we are looking at Corey's team, Grateful Tread. Let's see, Corey. Corey traded down with me prior to the draft. So I think we have to include Zeke, even though he wasn't drafted in Corey's equation because he did trade yeah. the 101. No, for sure. I think uh, I think that is we got to include the trade part of things because otherwise it doesn't fully make sense otherwise. So, All right, with the 109, he selected quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who's now with Jacksonville. You and I knew that that was his target, which is why he traded down. He was looking to build the uh, the team around his quarterback. You know Corey's thoughts uh, better than I do. Why don't you go on that one? I think knowing that he wanted a quarterback – knowing that he wanted Trevor specifically, although I think he potentially would have settled for another quarterback, trading down as, as opposed to taking Lawrence with that first overall pick, you're just not getting the value out of that pick in, in our league, right? In a one QB league, that 101, you can't spend it on a quarterback. It's not, uh, it doesn't make sense to, to me at least. So to be able to pick up Zeke and what how, what else happened in the rest of that trade? I, I don't remember. Uh, there were just some draft picks uh, traded. Mostly draft picks, yeah. 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 So, I mean, to me, Zeke and Trevor for the 101, you know, like that's reasonable to do it's depending on how you feel about Zeke. I mean, some people are worried that he's, you know, hitting the end of the road, but others are like, hey, in that offense, you know, if Dak is healthy, at least this season, if not for two seasons, he's going to put up some ridiculous numbers. And when you look at Corey's roster now, like his, he's got a pretty nice looking roster. Like I, I, I didn't realize that he was going to get back to competitive this quickly, but he's, he's got a competitive roster. Like there's no reason that he can't make the playoffs in that sense. I think Zeke helps him, you know, maybe the one-on-one be it with Najee, you're going to get you know, more years out of them. But if you're looking at, hey, I'm looking to win now and stuff like that, getting Zeke with Trevor, I think is a, was a huge coup for him. No, I agree. And I think the, I agree with you. I think the chances there that uh, Zeke can have a big season. I mean, last year, teams were able to stack the box. If it wasn't Dak the first uh, four, four or five games, Zeke actually had really good numbers. It's after that last season that Zeke definitely took a hit in the productivity. Uh, yeah. Just because Dalton was his quarterback. And then for a little stretch, I forgot how many games, two, three, four. I do not even remember the name of the quarterback. That ben DiNucci. There it is. When you have those two guys at quarterback, the defense can definitely sneak up on the line. Oh, yeah. Which I think, oh, yeah. which I think took Zeke's numbers down big time. Yeah. And I think the only other concern with Zeke is, is, you know, when Pollard got in there, he just looked a little bit more explosive. Like, it, you know, so even though they both had the same crappy quarterback play, it looked like Zeke had lost a half a step. Now, you know, maybe that's because he was, you know, working the business side of this and knowing that they weren't going to be competitive and maybe not going all out because he knew they weren't winning anything with, uh, with those, those quarterbacks under center. But that's one of the questions is, is Pollard going to get more time because he looked pretty freaking good last year? Not enough for nothing. I think Pollard getting a little more time might actually be helpful for Zeke yeah. that way when yeah. it gets to the second half. If Dallas is actually winning games, 
they're going to look to him, not Pollard, to run out the clock. So Zeke could be the garbage time guy picking yeah. up uh, yards and hopefully some touchdowns for him. All right, let's move on with uh, the rest of Corey. Corey got two wide receivers in the second round with uh, the 201, Elijah Moore, and then with the 211, Kadarius Tony. I like him. I, I think that those are both good picks. I mean, I think you're – Elijah Moore fell to right about where he was going to be going. I think like that was a, a relatively good spot for him. It's hard, right? We don't know what to make of a lot of these, these rookies. Like we talked about in the, the last podcast, some of them, we just, you just have no idea and you're just counting on what other people are saying about them. So, but then to get Tony at the end of the second round, you know, some people don't like him, but obviously the giants do, right. Cause they took him with a first round draft pick. So he's going to be on the field. He's going to get playing time. He's going to have at least two years of play bef- before the, he'd get labeled a bust as opposed to if he was like a third round draft pick. Well, maybe he's not, you know, staying out there that long. So I think that's a good pick, good value spot there for sure. Absolutely. Elijah, the only thing that I'm worried about for him is initially just because the Jets are rebuilding while he's talented might be a couple few years before he pays off but he's definitely he's definitely got the talent tony was polarizing you said nfl teams felt good or bad about him i think fantasy owners were the same way a lot of the fantasy managers that i talked to were either i can't believe he's falling this far in drafts why aren't teams picking him or i'm not having this dude on my team yeah. Just because just because of where he was going, he fell a little further, I think, than usual ADP is uh, is showing. So the fact that he got him at the very end of the second round, he could pay off. I mean, he was a first round pick, so you know the Giants are going to give him the playing time. Right. So right. what he does with it after that, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Just to to go back to Elijah Moore too, with your point of it might take him a couple of years to to really work. I mean. That's valid. You know, the other thing is that it's the Jets, so it may never work because the Jets never work. But the other side of that is the Jets are going to stink probably, right? So they're going to be behind a lot, so they're probably going to be throwing a lot. It's not, like, it's not like the receiving core is super deep, you know, beyond him and Corey Davis and Denzel. Don't forget about Denzel. Never forget Denzel. But, you know, he may very well get peppered with, you know, 10, 12 targets a game because they're going to be throwing the ball all day, all night. It is possible, yeah. Yeah. And with the rookie quarterback, you have to expect interceptions, which is just going to raise that need to catch up later. Right, right. It's because, true. Because of trades, Corey did not have a third or fourth round pick. Right. First round, he had two picks, 501, Jalen Phillips, uh, an IDP. He's a defensive line linebacker, probably an edge guy. I'm going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I think he's an edge guy, right? Yeah. Didn't really know the name until Corey picked him. So I can't really say on that one. I only know the name from, you know, the draft talk and the guy's supposed to have potential to be a good, you know, edge rusher sack guy, but has the potential to put up some numbers and land it, you know, the, that up and coming defense theoretically. So Absolutely. who knows? And with the five ten, he picked Shai Smith, wide receiver from Carolina. So Corey went heavy on the wide receivers. Yeah. Which I don't blame him for. Yeah, I think a lot of people did because there wasn't uh, there wasn't much value anywhere else. I don't know anything about Shy Smith. Nothing. Not even if Shy is his full first name or if it's short for something else. Yeah, I, I don't it. know a thing. You got me there. Uh, yeah. He landed in Carolina, so he's initially he's going to be buried. Yeah. On that, uh, on that team, 
Uh, they've got Robbie Anderson. They've got DJ Moore. And they've got the guy that I drafted that I can't think of right now. No, I drafted him, Tyrus Marshall. You drafted him. That's right. You wanted. You wanted. To I draft wanted him. him. That's yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to we'll get to your draft, which <laughs> pissed me off. So yeah, I don't know though. Like, do, does Carolina have a number four? Like, I mean, not that it's a huge spot to gain value, but maybe he slides into a number four. I don't know. You he doesn't slide into number four because their number one read is CMC. Right. So good for them. That's always a good first read, if you ask me. If they have a quote-unquote full wide receiver set, CMC is going to be one of those guys out on the wings. Yeah, it's probably true. You're right. You're right. uh, Smith is really going to have to either dig or wait for a contract to be up and impress the coaches enough to stick around. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think Corey had a really good draft. Yeah, I agree. Right. You got to you got to take in that that pre-draft trade. You got to take that into account. And when you do that, I think he did, did a nice job, too. Absolutely. All right. Nice. Second team, Mike Pig. Mike Pig. Mike was another team that didn't have all his picks. I think. Oh, that was for, that was the Burroughs trade last year. Oh yeah. All right. With the 102, he picked Jamar Chase. Expected Joe Jamar Chase, wide receiver, Cincinnati. Just in case you guys all should know that name, but I think. Yeah, it, I mean, if you guys don't know that name, there's a big problem. Yeah, we really, really, really got to talk. Give me, give me a text if, uh, if that's the case. <laughs> so, talented, expected to produce right away in Cincinnati. They're talking about him being the X receiver there already. We'll see what happens. And they don't have Powder Puff receiving core either. They've got some good talent there. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it, it's hard to dislike that pick. You know, at the at the number two. I mean, you, you look at – I'm looking at Pig's roster right now, and now you're talking he's got Lamb, Jamar Chase as his top two wide receivers in Dynasty. Like, you can't really beat that, right? So those, are, those guys are going to be number one wide receivers for the next, you know, 10 years potentially. Yeah, he's, That's pretty sweet. He's set up for the next – yeah, like you said, decade-ish. Yeah, the only question for for Pig there is is because his his running backs I think are a little less of a slam dunk. So you know, did is passing on one of those running backs for the wide receiver the right thing to do? And I, I honestly I don't know the answer. I would I would have taken Chase. I think he's the best. Uh, him and Najee are like one A one B in the draft. So I think yeah, it's a good yeah. good call that way. It's just sometimes with the the roster construction part of things. Do you need to, to look at it a little bit differently if you have the guys close, you know, right closely? Yeah. Well, we talked about this before. When drafting, you draft for talent, not for need. Yeah. And yeah. I think, like True. you said, I had Najee and Jamar Chase in a tier. That was it. Those right. two guys. So I expected those two guys to go 101, 102. And that was it. No matter what you needed on your team, if you had the 102, you took the guy that the other one didn't take. Yeah, and then then you get into different uh, different tiers from there. But those two guys, I think, were were right up there. Mike with the two hundred two pick quarterback Zach Wilson. Yeah, I um I don't know what to make of this pick. Like to me, first of all, I, and again, I know we talk about drafting for talent, but quarterback he's got Burrow, he's got Cousins, so that wouldn't have been primary need. But then I mean, I'm looking at the draft board, and it's not like. On the guys behind them, there are like three, four, five, you know, guys that you're like, oh, man, this would have been a way better pick at that spot. I think Bateman is probably the only guy like looking at the next, you know, three, four picks or so. Bateman might be the only non-quarterback that I would have taken in that spot. 
I guess my big question is, was he the right quarterback at that spot? I'm not sure. I, you know, personally, I'm, I, I don't think so, but, uh, but that's my personal opinion. And there's no reason that pig can't be right on that for sure. Right. Well, and it's, are the jets right? I think is what it comes down to because there were a lot of people who didn't think Wilson should have been the number two pick. Yeah. Yeah. There were others that did and the jets were one of them. So, you right. know, he's where they picked him. You know, he's going to start right away and he's going to be given that opportunity. So yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and he also, you know, should be two, three years. I mean, I guess teams have been moving on from quarterbacks a little bit quicker than, than they used to, but at least, you know, he's going to be there for a bit. So good, yeah, good at insurance. Least, at least those two seasons, maybe even three seasons to show that, to show what he's got with the potential. Mike didn't have a third round pick due to the trade that we talked about. Do these two together. Fourth round uh, running back, Chris Evans from Cincinnati. And then wide receiver in the fifth round, Jalen Darden from Tampa Bay. Both, I, I'm glad you grouped them together because both of them are guys that I've heard of, that I've heard people talk about as, hey, this guy could surprise, but I don't know too much about him beyond that. They're both in crowded situations. I mean, they were both taken at the end of the NFL draft, so they're probably in crowded situations anyway. Natty, he's got a few guys in front of him, and he's got a few guys that are on his level, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess with Evans though, like theoretically, he could be the backup, right? Like they don't have a set backup for Mixon right now, do they? Not really. So you never know. Like all, all he's got to do is flash in camp, and he can be number two. And we've seen Joe Mixon be somewhat unreliable from an injury perspective over these past couple of years. So, yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe he gets a role, you know, sooner, quicker than anybody would think. He's got a chance, if I remember right. He's a speedster, so he may be the third down guy if he can carve that spot out for himself. And then Darden, same thing. Tampa Bay's got a lot of wide receivers in there. They've got Evans. They've got Godwin. They've got Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller. It's, it's deep there. Darden's, Darden's a gadget player. He came from a small college. Again, he's going to have to carve something out himself, not just hope that guys go down. Everybody gets hurt. Yeah, he might be more of a guy that, you know, in two years, if Godwin moves on and Evans moves on, if he shows some some stuff that maybe he's going to stick around. But it's a fifth-round pick, so he's a, he's a crapshoot any way you look at it. Right. Let's see. Moving on. Mario are in the three spot. 103, Travis Etienne running back from Jacksonville. I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still you're, you're never going to talk about this player ever, are you? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, become, to me, the, he's going to become but, he who will not be named. <laughs> I think this is a good pick. Pick here, you know. I, I, he's he he would have been my next guy off the board too. So may not start with the full workload, but with the fact with the draft capital they used on him, probably works himself into a full workload sooner rather than later. So. I think this is a good good pick in the the right spot to pick him. And you know, again, looking at rosters, you know, running backs probably where where Mario needed help the quickest, right? I mean, he's got Derrick Henry, but beyond that, all of his guys are kind of question marks. So to have a two like Etienne should step in there and be his RB two and should produce some pretty decent numbers right there. Completely agree with that. And yeah. then Mario's another guy who went uh, wide receiver heavy, and I'm just going to go right down the list with his picks. Let's see. Second round, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Baltimore. Third round, Amari Rogers from Green Bay. Fourth, Des Fitzpatrick, Tennessee. 
And fifth round, Josh Palmer from the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I look at all these guys, and I think that they're all pretty good values. Like, I think that they all fell a little bit further than where I would have had them. Like, I probably had Bateman at the end of the first round. I probably had Rodgers middle to the end of the second round. And then the other guys, I don't know where I would have had them, but they're both guys that could step into receptions this year, like Des Fitzpatrick on Tennessee. I don't know who else is catching balls besides A.J. Brown and maybe uh, that Ferkser dude and everybody else is uh, – and a little little Josh Reynolds. So, uh, so he might step into a role, you know, right off the bat. And same with Josh Palmer. It could be like that number three guy in, in L.A. right off the bat. So, uh, you know, again, to me, I think good value for all these guys where they were taken. I guess my only question is – do you have, you know, four spots on your roster for four wide receivers, two of whom might not do enough to warrant keeping that roster spot for, for a while? That's going to be I think that's going to be the hard thing is just hanging on to all these guys waiting for them to, to produce. I, yeah, that's that's spot on, except pretty much exactly what I was going to say. This is a, a good example of the draft for talent, not for need part. Yeah, we had spoken about Mario needed running backs or so at least some running back depth this was not the draft class to find that later yeah. in the draft i had like you said i had bateman a little bit higher than he was taken he fell mario scooped him up rogers is in a situation where if he balls out during camp he could actually be the number two guy the number two wide receiver in green bay yeah that's that not is, a bad spot that is a huge uh, opportunity for him des fitzpatrick Again, could be the number two in Tennessee. Now, they run the ball a lot, but you get the number two guy in a fourth-round rookie draft, you're doing something. Yeah. And then I have no idea how Josh Palmer fell to the fifth round. I understand that he could have been a little bit of a reach for the Chargers in the NFL draft, but they picked him there. They see something, which means he is probably going to be given the opportunity. Um, I had him as a third round pick. I just don't see where he was going to do anything for me on on my roster. So I let him slide a little bit. But if Mario hadn't picked him, I think I had the 504. I was picking him with the next pick. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like you got got to, you know, put some stock into NFL draft capital. So even though like I hadn't heard of this guy before. Nope. Uh, before the NFL draft, but they clearly liked him, which means they're going to use him, it seems like so. So yeah. in terms of value, I think Mario had a really good draft. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Mike agree. T was at the four spot. Kyle Pitts with the 104. I love this guy. I don't know why. <laughs> he could end up being an incredible bust. Complete transparency here. I tried hard to trade up to get either the 103 or the 104. Didn't happen, obviously. It was to target Kyle Pitts. Now, wait, was that was that in addition to drafting no, to, to trading no. to the 101, or you mean before you got? No, to that was be- that was before. Uh, I got Corey, that was before Corey put the 101 out there. I was gotcha. trying, okay. I was trying to move up a few spots from the 109 to get Pitts specifically. Yeah, didn't happen. Good for you, Mike. I think he's gonna. Yeah. Be, uh, I think he's gonna be good. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah, tight end. No, no, no. If you if you need the the Cliff Notes version. I mean, I don't know who else you pick at that spot, right? Like, this is the right guy to to pick at that spot for sure. I'm in that that minority of so many people think this guy is going to be the bomb right out of the gate. But you you hear about 
rookie tight ends, right? They just don't produce. Uh, the best rookie tight end season recently was Evan Engram from a few years ago. Right. And it's decent, it's decent, but it's not, you know, I mean, it, it's going to put him in the top five tight ends because tight ends suck completely. It's a little tough. Now, that being said, I don't know who else I would have taken in that's like, I mean, that's the right guy to take at that spot. He was yeah. the right spot, the right guy at 104. The only other question for me with Mike and granted, you know, we have, you know, the ability to flex a tight end, but he's got Kittle too. So now he's got two, you know, really good tight ends. Are you going to play one of those guys in your flex or do you look to trade one of those guys to a tight end needy team? Yeah. Uh, something to, to think about too. The trade is, is a definite option because like we said, we're drafting for talent uh, in the rookie draft. So you take the next best guy on your list. If Pitts does what he's supposed to do, especially if Atlanta ends up trading Julio, which the further we get away from June 1st, the less I think that's going to happen. It seems weird, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. If they do trade Julio, Pitts could end up being yeah, I mean, top he three get, tight end this year. He could get like 600 targets in that yeah. offense if, if Julio's not there. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be him and Calvin Ridley and then a bunch of crap after that. Yeah, it's it is uh, it's amazing to me that I still don't get it. I still don't get how Atlanta is trading Julio. Like I don't understand it, but it is that's that's a story for a different day. It is uh, with the two hundred four. Mike picked Justin Fields, quarterback. quarterback. I think a nice uh, nice pick there. Like it, again, in a one quarterback league, the quarterbacks just aren't as important. And at the same time, in this draft, that's where the value was. You know that in that second yeah. round, those those quarterbacks between him and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance I think those guys were were picked at the right you know the right spots and the right value even though you know we don't have huge value for for quarterbacks in our league and regardless like I don't I'm not sure who else you're going to take that makes you feel better about that pick so so yeah I think it's a good pick there he's another guy that you know got to wait and see he might start right from the get-go might take a little little bit of time but the other nice thing for Mike is he's got Kyler, so he doesn't need to plug him into his lineup right away. Exactly. Or anything like unless Kyler gets, yeah, unless Kyler gets hurt, he has the luxury of waiting on fields to see what happens with him. Third for round, sure. fourth round, we're just going to go through the wide receivers again. It was a wide receiver heavy draft, it seems. Third round, he picked Nico Collins from Houston. Fourth round, Anthony Schwartz from Cleveland. I think pretty good picks. I mean, Nico Collins, I think, is a pretty decent value there because I, I feel like he was also maybe end of the second round. The Anthony Schwartz thing, I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of good talk about him. I'm not sold on the guy. I just, I, you know, it sounds like he's just a speed guy, which is fine. I just don't know that he's going to be a plug and play in your lineup. Like, I feel like you're going to pick weeks to, to put him in there and he may or may not produce on those given weeks. And then the next week when you take him out, he's going to put up 30 points. Uh, I just, I don't know him well enough enough to know if he's got any other talent besides the the speed thing yeah, Schwartz had some draft type so he definitely yeah. could do something with it in Cleveland Collins I is an interesting prospect just from what I was reading prior this is because he's kind of an X guy and a red zone guy he's bigger than a lot of other these guys this was a really big I guess like slot guy receiver right type um smaller quicker just able to do something in space. Collins is a bigger dude. The fact that he can be a red zone target, I think definitely pops his value in terms of fantasy. The problem is we do not know what Houston is one doing at quarterback. If Watson's going to play, 
who they're going to play at quarterback if Watson doesn't play. If Watson doesn't play, everybody drops sure. in value. And the rest of Houston's – a good thing for Collins, actually, is the rest of Houston's – roster is a complete pile of hot trash <laughs> so it's it's, it's real bad a chance to to stick around uh to see what happens if and when that franchise ever figures out what the hell they're doing although they did add rex burkhead so you know things are looking up yeah because they're running back he's, he's their sixth running back now <laughs> enough of old veterans let's <laughs> throw this guy in there too uh, right. that's good stuff Chris, Chris was very active. He had three first round picks. Good for him. And I think he did well with them. Let's just uh, group them all together with the 105 Javante Williams running back from Denver 106 Jalen Waddle wide receiver from Miami. And then the 110, he picked the other Alabama wide receiver Devante Smith in Philly. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think uh, I think Chris nailed it pretty well, you know, with what he had and what was out there to get. Williams, I think, fits a need for him at running back, but I think he was also the best one on the board there. And then between those two wide receivers, like, I think he got pretty good value. Like, Smith especially maybe fell a little bit further than, than you would have thought. Yeah, I think uh, so. Right, and I think Waddle got picked probably right around – where he was going to be so it's just a matter of if those guys end up being good <laughs> which you know I mean, yeah. we don't know about any of the, any of these guys right no. but there's uh, Even- so question marks but you know from a from a value and and what to do with three first round picks i think chris did a good job with it even Najee or trevor as much hype as they were getting jamar they can be busts we've seen it before guys the 102 god two decades ago ryan leaf that guy was not good not good you can't high high draft capital guys can be bust if he hits on two of these guys i think he made out if all three hit chris is set for a while and with the reports that you were seeing coming out i He's got a really good chance of hitting on all three of these guys. So nice yeah, wouldn't, there. wouldn't be surprising. 205, Chuba Hubbard running back from Carolina. I think it's a good pick because I think if he hadn't taken him, you know, I had the, ne- the two next picks and he was on my short list of guys to take mostly because, you know, as a CMC owner, I'm going to try to to handcuff that. But I didn't get the opportunity to. So it's a nice dart throw. The problem is, is he might get, five carries a year for the next two, three years while CMC, as long as CMC's not hurt, he's probably not getting much time at all. So, but again, you know, compared to what else is left on the board from a value perspective, as I think a reasonable spot to take him. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a wasted pick. Uh, No, he's definitely a talented, talented guy. Let's see. Third round wide receiver from Baltimore, Tylen Wallace for me in terms Um, of talent. I think it, it's not a bad pick in the third round. It's just how much is he going to get in that extremely run heavy offense? And he's got a few guys in front of him as well already. So it's just, it's not the talent that I'm worried about. It's the opportunity there that, uh, that could stifle his, his value. I agree. I mean, you know, to, just to consider the fact that even if he makes, you know, makes it into the wide receiver three spot, you know how many targets a game does that equate to right probably not a lot you know that's that's the biggest problem with the baltimore receivers period but again from you know at where he took them and what's left like let's see other guys on the board there i mean i I guess you know amari rogers nico collins were the next uh next couple picks you know maybe i I guess i probably would have leaned towards 
Rodgers in that situation. But it's a little bit of a of a crapshoot. And Talon Wallace had a lot of hype, you know, from fantasy guys before the draft. So he did. And let's see, Chris finishing out three picks towards the end of the draft with the 405. He got linebacker. I don't even know how to say that dude's name. Jamin? I would just call him Jammin because it sounds Jammin. cool. I that was going to say that, but <laughs> it sounded foolish, but let's go with it. Jammin, no relation. <laughs> linebacker from Washington, 505, Rakeem Boyd, running back from Detroit. And with the 507, he finished his draft with J.C. Horn, defensive back from Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the linebacker pick. I think, you know, he's he's a guy that could, you know, was, was talked up, supposed to have real talent, supposed to be step step in and three down tackle machine type guy. So I think he's got the potential. I mean, that and that defense is so good. Like, I think all they needed, yeah. like their only need on defense was that linebacker. So who knows if he can get in there and get playing time right off the bat and show that he's good. You know, that's uh, that's a nice spot to be in for a defensive player, for sure. Absolutely. Boyd, I feel like it's just, again, that kind of a dart throw in the fifth round. Yeah, the Lions already cut him, too. <laughs> I said, I, oh, said they did? I saw something on uh, on Twitter that they had cut him to oh, add a lineman or something like that. just reading it, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, uh, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's right, most likely so, going to be on the waiver wire. I already sent Chris a, a text to, to let him know. So. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even see that. All right. Yeah, I, I had never heard of the guy beforehand either, so no, makes sense. No, he was he was at the at the very end of all the rankings for rookies that I had seen. J.C. Horn, he was a first round pick, defensive back. Might be might be somebody who contributes later or initially. Yeah. The Carolina defense isn't terrible, so he could work his way in. Yeah, it's I, it's young and getting better. So yeah, well, they're still still kind of trying to figure things out down there too. Let's see, Mike C. You had a lot of picks too. Good for you. First pick, 107, Michael Carter, running back from the Jets. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I know he is in a complete mess of a backfield where he might be the starter and number one guy. It's just high to take him. You know, I, I don't know that anybody had him as a first round, you know, rookie draft pick. So to me, a little bit of a reach. But if he pans out, the need for running backs in this league is pretty dire. So if you can get one and get your hands on one and he ends up being good and ends up turning into a top 20 type option, doesn't matter where you drafted him in, right. in the draft. So no, I, yeah. I had him more as a second round pick, but if Mike saw something, heard something, read something that made him move him up, it, it could be worth the risk. The Jets don't have a number one running back who's just stepping in. And yeah. Carter could take that or at least have a, a majority of the of the share there. Yeah. Let's see. Mike did yeah, not have it. I was just gonna say the only other concern is, you know, fourth round draft pick in the real NFL draft makes him not high draft capital that yeah. uh, you know, if if he was taken in the second, third round, then I think that uh that makes you a little bit more confident. But yeah, day three guys have a different value to the NFL than Day one and two guys. Let's see. Mike did not have a second round pick. His third round pick. He had two back to back. 306, Ramondre Stevenson, running back from New England. And 307, Kyle Prask, quarterback from Tampa. 
yeah, I mean, I think the Stevenson pick is is solid, you know, at, at that area of the draft. If you're looking for, you know, potential upside running back, personally, just steer away from the New England backfield because it's just a headache to me. But this guy, I mean, I've heard them talking about, are they going to going to cut Sony Michelle, in which case he's he's got a, a decent role between him and and uh, Damian Harris. So at least there's some potential there. Kyle Trask, I think that's just a you know a shot for the the future, right? We, he's he's not playing until whenever Brady retires. So you know that if if Brady keeps going like he is, that could be a wasted draft pick because Kyle Trask might be 45 by the time Brady retires too. But if uh, if he's out in the next two years, you know, and who better to learn from than Tom Brady to play quarterback so you know that could turn into a, a nice pick for sure one thing that i'll add on the on the stevenson pick I, I thought it was decent value for what he could be in that backfield because i've heard and it's a comparison and the other thing that you have to worry about is it's off-season talk so it's 99 of it is hyperbole you have to find that one nugget that actually means anything i've heard comparisons of stevenson comparing him to legarrett blunt mm. Yeah, I've seen that too. If he goes out and has that 18 touchdown season because he's the back and for whatever reason, New England seems to get stalled on the one of the two yard line, that that uh, that could work out. But yeah, it's a crowded backfield back there as New England usually is. So let's see. We got fourth round, two picks in the fourth round. Defensive back, Trevor Mooring from the Raiders. And then with the 410, Davis Mills, quarterback from Houston. Yeah, I think Mooring, you know, is supposed to, supposed to be one of the best safeties in the in the draft. I think he's going to be put in that starting lineup right away because I think the Raiders don't have defensive backs that are uh, even decent, forget good. So I think he gets a starting role pretty quick. And, and uh, you know, who knows the way they're using safeties in the league now with some of those guys coming down almost playing linebacker spots and getting a lot of tackles. I think right. that there's there's some potential value there for sure. Davis Mills, you know, who knows? Guy might be playing this year. And I, you know, I think the the way I'd look at it with with Mike here is that, you know, he's got his quarterback of the now with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he took a couple shots at his, you know, next quarterback for whenever Rodgers retires. And the One other thing is, I mean, out. Mike has already shown a knack for trading. He had a lot of picks uh, a lot of picks that weren't his. So he was looking for that talent. And maybe if Davis Mills starts, he's got a trading chip or at least a little addition to a trade. Kyle Trask, same thing. Brady goes down and you said it. Who better to learn from in the quarterback position? He becomes Tampa's starter in a couple seasons. Either he's got his replacement if Trask pans out or he's got another chip to trade. Mm. So. Uh, good draft. The only other thing, uh, Gregory Russo in the fifth round, uh, defensive line from Buffalo. He's an edge guy, and he's a talented edge guy. He's one of the names that I heard a lot. And lands in a good spot because I think that's one of Buffalo's needs is a pass rush, so that yeah. helps. Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't forget about Tutu. He picked Tutu in the fourth. Give me a second. It's because he's, oh, yeah. he's so small, man. You get it? Yeah, I, he's I, just, small, I, you I actually looked right over his head is what happened. <laughs> I just see him. Tutu Atwell, yeah, at the 406. A second-round pick in the NFL draft, dropping to the fourth round of a rookie draft, a fantasy rookie draft. What does that say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you got you got to say that it's good value. It, it's just, you know. You, it, it, it just depends on what you believe about the guy. And I don't believe much about the guy because I think he's too small. So 
Yeah, yeah I think I, during the draft, you had texted me saying, don't take 2-2, he's my size. <laughs> and he really is. And I'm really small. For those of you guys that don't know me, I'm really small. <laughs> but you but yeah, have I a think, big heart, I mean, and that's what matters, Fred. That's all that matters. That's oh. all that matters. All right, guys, we're going to cut it short right here. Fred and I, as you know, we talk a lot. So what we'll do is have the second half of our draft recap for you probably next week early next week enjoy this one please any feedback send it to us talk to you soon guys